Welcome to Connecting with the Toms podcast. I'm your co-host, Julie Tom, a trauma-informed movement specialist. I'm Dr. Dick Tom, a biological medicine physician. Uh, we wish to share the untold truth about health and fitness industry based on our combined 70 plus years of experience. We want you to connect and feel empowered in your own mind and body by interacting with each other. This show is about connection for you, for us, and for the world. This is Connecting with the Toms podcast. Let's start connecting. Welcome to another episode of Connecting with the Toms. I'm Julie, a trauma-informed movement specialist. Wow. And today we're going to be talking about detoxes and all the ins and outs about it. So first of all, what we want to do is we want to talk about, or Dad, I'm going to have you define what is a detox, and then we'll dive into should we be doing it or should we not. So what's a detox? I know it's not your favorite word. It's not my favorite word because it's, it's uh, actually, it's one we're going to have to use throughout this because it's the word that most people are familiar with. If we act, if you look up the word detox and detoxification in the dictionary, it'll basically say something like to make something less toxic. And I guess theoretically we could say if people would detox of your body, you're making less toxic. So that will make it appropriate. So the organ that we're really talking about for detox is the liver because it's the responsibility of the liver with its 500 functions that it does in our body to basically take product, anything that you ingest, that you drink, that gets inside the body, however it gets there, through the skin or through your mouth or vaginally or rectally, however it gets in, the liver has to have a look at it. And the liver going through that biochemical processes and, you know, basically will remove ions, add electrons, do a variety of different types of things to change that particular product into something that the body will either utilize because it needs it, or it will eliminate it or move it to the elimination organs, uh, most specifically the, uh, the lung, uh, the bladder, uh, the kidney bladder and obviously the digestive system. So when people talk about, I'm going to do a detox, what they typically are thinking about, oh, it's, it's, I've just been through the winter or let's go back to it. I've just been through Christmas, you know, and I ate too much and I didn't eat the right food. And maybe I drank the alcohol that I normally would have. And I, you know, I have these extra five pounds. How do I get rid of these five pounds? I'm going to do a detox uh, in order to try and drop uh, that particular weight before we do So there's 101 different ways uh, of doing that. Uh, every company, you go on well, the internet, you know, just put in uh, methods of detoxification and you're going to find, you know, everybody has their favorite. Uh, lemon water, cayenne, to, you know, to the grapefruit diet, uh, to don't eat do water fast, to do juice fast, uh, to do bolognics, to do saunas, to sweat. And they're all important and they're all part of it. And so, you know, we can look at individual parts, but the most important thing is we said in a previous podcast, detoxification is something that happens, is happening right now as you're sitting there or listening wherever you're listening, because the liver is always active. And the liver's 100% responsibility is to make sure that what you just ate with your last meal is truly all necessary and 
you know, if you ate a whole food organic diet, you know, we're, we're going to assume that virtually everything in that diet is basically utilizable by the body. However, if you went to McDonald's or had a fast food meal, we know, and you know, that there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that really has nothing to do with nutrition, just has something to do with taste and with something to do with, with preservatives. The body looks at that and says, what the hell is that? That's not, that, that your brain cells are not going to need that. In fact, it may create a problem in your brain. So let's break that down. Let's put it through the liver. Let the liver break it down so we can effectively and easily eliminate it. So detox is an ongoing 24-7 process every day of your life, literally from that moment of conception for, for what's going on. So we'll use that as a starting point. But it could also be considered like a cleanse. So what we're talking about is like it's, like it's springtime right now as we're recording this. And in the spring, a lot of people talk about they want to do, you know, like like you're talking about, like a, a three day weekend, you know, cleanse or a juice cleanse, like the lemon juice, cayenne pepper or whatever. Or they just eat the, like I know there's one that I've tried before and it's like five days of eating vegetables and, you know, whatnot. Before we get into that. So what are the type of symptoms that I should consider? doing a cleanse or a detox? I think the obvious symptoms that most people experience is that I mean, why they do it is weight loss. You know, you have an anniversary coming up, you have a wedding coming this summer, you know, you want to fit into a dress that uh, you can't fit into right now, uh, or a mad you can't fit into the slacks that you typically have been wearing. So how do I, how do I quickly, you know, without starving myself, how do I, what do I do to rapidly be able to lose a few pounds to look a little bit better? for whatever this special look at is that people are talking to do. So this cleanse is generally a short-term type thing for most people. It does get a rapid result. With symptoms, the main symptom is this mental symptom, usually where people will ask about it. But then we have these other symptoms that people realize is that maybe they're getting more skin breakouts or maybe they're getting more headaches or where joints are sore, sore when they weren't sore before, you know, that type of thing, or they're, they're getting acne outbreaks. And why am I getting acne? I'm 52 years old. I probably be getting acne. You know, that's a teenage thing. They, they have a sense uh, that something is off or a woman who's menstruating or menstrual cycle suddenly is changing, saying something's off here. Maybe my hormones are, are not in balance and maybe to get a reset, well, one way to approach that would be to do this we use the word flattens, flattens slash. It's it's the same purpose uh, that people are typically doing it. Usually it's uh, less than two weeks. Often it's three or five days just to jumpstart something that, that they'll, they would like to get an immediate result, uh, you know, for, for whatever it is, you know, the reason that they're wanting to start. Okay. So like congestion in the, in the sinus congestion could be a one, like if you're someone that's, uh, that bloats you know, really easily after you eat, could that be a reason why I'd want to cleanse? Or just the fact that it's like, I've been hibernating for four months and I'm getting ready for spring. So I just want to purge some of the stuff that's been hiding inside of me. I heard today that uh, something like 25% of the U.S. population has allergies. So, you know, one of the ways that you can decrease the misery that you get with allergies Regardless of whether you buy symptoms, no symptoms, scratchy throat, breathing problems, they're typical. They're environmental allergy stuff. 
you know, the more you can uh, lighten your load, uh, your last, our last bad test you mentioned, uh, we all have a bucket uh, that we're warning it, the bucket fills up. And if you can decrease uh, some of your bucket, open the spigot, drain some of that out, when you do get exposed to the allergens uh, of the pollens and stuff that have come out, uh, we know what that will do. It will allow your body to be more tolerant that. Yeah, where in previous years you may have suffered miserably with these allergies. This year, you said, oh, they're not so bad. But yet, uh, Environmental Canada or you know, Environmental U.S. say, oh, no, the allergies are really, really high in your area because in Arizona, you know, people, oh, you get allergies? Yeah, we, we actually had a great winter here because we actually, believe it or not, got some rain. And we have lots of wildflowers, which, you know, grow in the desert here. And so we actually have a lot of fall on that. They've been talking about allergies and, you know, where I am and here in Phoenix uh, for the last few weeks saying, oh, yeah, the fall counts really high and people are suffering from their allergies. So, you know, breaking that cycle and dumping some of that stuff out of your pocket, uh, it was a good, would literally be a good way to start allergy season and not be so. Okay. So what would you suggest I do? So is there a particular cleanse or detox that you do recommend? The first question always is, is what are you willing to do? You know, some people are willing to truly do, you know, a, a true fast, like, and not from a religious perspective, but a true fast. It's like, well, I won't eat. I said, okay. And what do you think that will do? Well, I was, you know, it means I won't have to digest things, which is true. And the body will have the ability to remove some more of the stuff that's in the bucket. Because usually when the bucket is full, you know, it doesn't have the opportunity ultimately to do that. So I do recommend, you know, I don't recommend water fast unless you're in a supervised clinic, I'll say, uh, where you're actually being watched. There's a well-known uh, clinic in California that basically, uh, you know, does only water. But you're clinically supervised. This is people, you know, they're doing, literally, they're cleansing off. I'm not talking artroids, I'm just talking blood pressure medicine or whatever medication they typically pain meds that they feel they can't get off and they do a water fast to re literally reset their entire metabolism and it's very effective when it is supervised because that's a very scary situation because when you're doing water fasts like what's happening to your protein what's happening to your hormone what's happening to your blood sugar what's happening to your blood pressure etc so it needs to be carefully monitored when it is well known clinic uh People have great results from doing that. Some people, uh, detox or plans may simply be, you know, just change your diet. Just eat less. Eat really simple foods. Eat uh, maybe eat steamed vegetables. Eat uh, pull some poultry, uh, maybe some uh, some fish. Uh, you know, eat no refined foods. Eat very minimal, if any, carbs. Uh, obviously, no artificial things. Drink herbal teas. Uh, drink, uh, hydrate yourself well. Uh, you know, all those, those are well-known. And then you have supervised cleanses, if you like, where you buy product X. You can look on, uh, you know, on Amazon or on Google, on the internet that will say, this product has been used. And then it's a powder that usually mix in a juice of some type uh, that has its full nutrients and it, you know, takes the load off your digestive system. So you don't have to spend as much energy into digestion. So people will typically, after that, will say, oh, my energy is better. Yeah, because you didn't spend all your energy just digesting you know, your typical meal doing it is what you're doing. So 
whether you do uh, a water fast, which is once again, only under clinical supervision or a juice fast that people can do with some supervision, but you're still getting some good nutrition there uh, generally, or you buy a product, uh, put that in some type of a juice or solution. Uh, that's a way of lightening your world also. Those are some of the simplest ways uh, for people to try it. So I know you've talked about time of year. Are there are better times to do a cleanse or detox. Can you talk a little bit about that? The better time of year is from a straight digestive aspect, at least people here in the Northern Hemisphere, is our summer months. Because, you know, we know that typically in the summer we eat lighter, uh, we eat more fresh foods going on because they're easier to digest. Because, you know, when your body is dealing with the heat of the summer, which you probably am, but it will be 110 degrees, come July. Sweating is a, is a natural way that we eliminate things. And if we're eating heavier meals, the body has to focus all its energy for the couple of three hours after eating that meal in your digestive system. We don't have the efficient ability to, to sweat, you know, eliminate things uh, as efficiently as possible. So the worst time to do it is, you know, January, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, because it's cold, you're indoors, wearing more clothes, uh, your body can't really, you know, eliminate through all the the effect of the pathways that uh, ultimately you would like them to do. So I would say more uh, w warmer climates, warmer days are a preferred time to do it uh, because you can be incorporating these other natural ways for the body ultimately. So to build on the elimination part, so there's three ways to really eliminate toxins from your body. You can breathe it out, which we haven't talked about, but you can pee it out or you can sweat it out, like you just said. So do you, are you aware of, I know of some, there's a, a couple people that I know of that have gone to these breathing seminars, I guess you can say, or breathing workshops or retreats, whatever you want to call it, and uh, it helps them with detox. Have you heard about these things? Uh, silent retreats where you do yoga, yoga yeah. obviously is the biggest thing about yoga more than the poses is learning how to breathe properly and it's I would say probably what's the is the origination of the effectiveness of yoga you know just you know watching Madonna with her amazing postures because she's a yoga expert is not really what we have to do on an everyday basis. But what we do need to do is the breathing activities that yoga teaches that is incredibly helpful and incredibly effective. So we have talked in our basic treatment guidelines, we've talked the importance of slowing your breathing down, breathing through your nose more effectively, you know, making that part of a of your self care on a regular basis. We start off by telling people a hundred breaths a day. The 17,000 that you're taking, it's like it's not a whole lot. So you need to practice uh, that type of thing. So when you go into these places, whether we want to call it a silent retreat, which adds to the fact you're not talking, you're not spending a lot of energy, you're just sort of with yourself. Affirmations, meditation, prayer, breathing are incredibly effective way to quiet your mind. Why it is that you do, which brings up a point that uh, I was going to mention a little bit. This is a good time. One of the you know, in my practice, I used to do these much, much more regularly 25 years ago. It was common. So what we'd have people do is, you know, Thursday evening would be their last meal. And then 
you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday morning when they're ready to go back to work, they would break their fast. And so we would do supervised things. And, you know, I would do it a variety of ways, whether it was with food or juices, whatever. You know, never did water because I felt the wasn't supposed to supervise it. However, what I, and after a period of time, I became discouraged with doing that because, in my opinion, when you're doing a cleanse, you're truly cleansing, you're taking the body. So short of going to this silent retreat that we did. So what I found was, is that people would not take the Friday off. They would go to work just like usual. The only, so the only thing they really did different is they didn't eat, but they did something different. But they still had their cell phone and they still watched Netflix and they still planned said, no, 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 you're turning your phone off. You're, you're totally taking a break from electronics. You're, you're taking a break from everything to give your body the greatest opportunity. You want to do something, take out a book, not a kindo. I want you to read it on a piece of paper, reflecting some type of electronic device, per se. So really go back to the way the body wants it to be for true cleansing. And in any of the cleanses or any of the things that come up in this podcast, that's still, I think, an important part. And I think that's the part that's missing for many people who are doing a cleanse, is they're not separating themselves from life. Don't turn on the news, you know, you know, short of an emergency, don't have your cell phone available, uh, you know, have people, if they really need to contact you, figure out a different way. But separate yourself from uh, your everyday activities to give your mind your physical body, a true opportunity to truly take a break from life, which is how the body will celebrate you, be very thankful to you. It will be so happy. Come whatever the length of time is that you're doing this, you'll feel that much better. Your energy will be better. You'll sleep better. Your skin will look better. Your digestion will be better. You will have more clarity of thought. Your brain fog will probably have cleared up. And yes, then you'll go back to your everyday day of life, but it shows you the opportunity that your body has for healing. And you know that if you incorporate some of these things more regularly in your life, that you would just feel better and better and better and your quality of life will dramatically improve. So cleansing can be the stepping stone to to the next level for improved quality of life. And I think that plays a great importance in uh, what people are looking for. Well, I mean, you're right, because I, I think their digital detox is just as important as like food detox, right? So, you know, depending on like Brene Brown took like a four or six month detox off of social media. So you hear a lot about this. Uh, a lot of people are doing that. They're like, I'm, I'm taking a month off. And so we need to be, you know, cognizant and being aware of what are we detoxing from? right? Where are the stressors that are affecting you and what are clogging you up? What's causing your liver? Like you, yet you started off, like what are the envi environmental factors? It could be that you're on your phone all the freaking time. You're always available. Like that's why I think people feel so good after vacations because they haven't been on their phone and they, you know, they're getting sunlight and they're just decompressing right at the end of the day. And I think I, I met, um, uh, this lady who lives in a town next to mine, but she, <laughs> she, I'm <laughs> don't, it's like, it's not offensive, but she's like a retreat nerd. 
in a sense. Like all she does is hop from retreat to retreat to retreat because she's like obsessed with this uh, feeling of, you know, really decompressing on the weekends. But but I what I brought up to her is that she was like chasing this, like, what are you doing that's so stressful in between retreats that you need this, you know, it's almost like it gives her a rush um, because she gets this mental clarity and she gets this ability to, but it's also about the connection. And so for her, when she is in these retreats, she's able to connect with people and that's what she's really looking for. So there's a little bit more to the puzzle in terms of what she's cleansing for and detoxing from and whatnot. So, but retreats are definitely a fantastic way to do that. So I think what's important, you know, when we talk about detox is what's, what am I trying to do to support myself? What am I detoxing from? Right. Like you talk about the liver. So what are some other ways that I can help support my liver in the meantime? So like it's like my friend that I was talking about, she's like chase, she's doing a retreat after retreat after retreat, not necessarily addressing, you know, the stuff in between per se, but what can we do to support our liver once we've done the cleanse or the detox? Well, the obvious answer is, you know, or basic treatment guidelines because you know, all, every one of those has a very specific purpose in our body, what it is we're attempting to do. But it does bring up a point that uh, when you're doing this cleanse, that well, why not do the most, the number one thing that we believe we will support your liver, which of course has to effect. And then when you go to bed at night, you enjoy skin brushing to support your lymphatic system. Because, and throughout the cleanse, you know, as you, as we have talked about, you know, the you're only healing when you're sleeping. You know, when you're listening to this podcast, unless you're listening to it as you're trying to fall asleep, generally you're not healing we're, because we're more in sympathetic dominant when we're in the awake state. So supporting those functions, taking an Epsom salt or a, cam- a bath in like with chamomile, something that, that has that sense of relaxation. So ideally in the cleanse where you really need to be is parasympathetic that's why we're trying to get rid of all this sympathetic dominant stuff why you mentioned the, the digital detox you know ideally instead of the 60 40 uh sympathetic parasympathetic we'd like to go to uh you know 90 parasympathetic and 10 sympathetic uh which truly is the healing the support you know and it's a incredible opportunity for your body to go take a deep breath on its own and say, oh, finally, uh, I'm not in this survival, flight, and fright, constant mode, and I have the opportunity to heal old wounds, to heal sore muscles, to heal a, an irritated digestive system, you know, to heal a skin lesion that seems to be dragging on and on. So we have all these types of opportunities that are problematic for people, and what we're now looking at is parasympathetic state, more of the, you know, the things you've always talked about, the old vagus nerve, you know, do every vagus nerve activity you can think of but during the cleanse because it's a parasympathetic that affects every organ in our core. So if you want to breathe better, if you want your heart to look better, if you want your digestive to work better, your spleen and deliver all your most internal organs, then what ultimately you're going to do uh, is have the opportunity to support parasympathetic aka vagus one of the more important parasympathetic nerves as well as all these relaxing 
you know, maybe if you have something where you don't necessarily have to drive to a close body, you could get a, a lymphatic massage or get a massage or do a, do a deep-seated meditation. Perhaps, well, do a guided uh, imagery meditation by listening to somebody's voice. You know, there's so many different tools that you can add to enhance. But what we certainly want you to leave with is cleansing is not simply not eating. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something that truly has the ability to heal. And so we're not only healing because people, when they do that, what they think they're doing is they're, all you're affecting is your digestive system. We're talking about a cleanse that affects every single system in your body. That's really what, how you are cleaning out, how you're taking, you know, open the spigot of your bucket and, and draining some of that toxicity, if you like, that's built up over time. You've heard us in previous podcasts talk about the importance of emotional toxicity and how powerful the emotional toxicity uh, is on causing disease, especially the last one we just did when we talked about cancer, how much emotional toxicity has a negative impact on healing from a serious illness such as cancer. I love that idea of doing an emotional detox. I'm like to support people to be able to do that. That's amazing. I was like, when you were talking about parasympathetic, I'm like, we need to like, it's like I talk about movement snacks all the time, right? So it's like we need like these parasympathetic move, um, snacks. <laughs> That's what like I've been talking to clients about that is like how can we inc how can we inc start including more parasympathetic snacks in our day because everybody thinks about food it's like okay so if you're gonna like avoid food and detox and cleanse then what can you do for your parasympathetic nervous system as a snack right give yourself give your nervous system a snack right and that's why I'm like I love I love all things vagus nerve and so there's so many amazing things and like when you talk about meditation it's just I used to not be a meditator. But I realized it's because I was stuck in survival. I was stuck in sympathetic so much that going into meditation was like, oh my God, that's stressful. That's actually more stressful because I wasn't used to it. So there's different ways to, you know, doing the ear massage and humming, chanting. There's so many amazing things that you can do for that. Emotional detox. I need to like explore that a little bit more. Is that if <laughs> Have you ever heard of one before? You ever heard of an emotional detox? How could I do that? I think that's what silent retreats are about. Silent retreats. Yeah. Wearing your, but most part you're in as little sympathetic, no responsibility. Somebody's preparing a vegetarian meal, really easy to digest. So we're not having to focus a lot of our uh, our energy, uh, which is parasympathetic. But we're trying to get their parasympathetic into every cell of our body. And the best way to do that is to give, is uh, have gratitude. Uh, maybe journal, pray, you write. Uh, you write a letter to somebody, and whether you send it or not doesn't matter. But you write your the thanks for the, those around you who supported you through your life to get you to where it is that you you are, and sh to show our thanks. We live in a world of so much tension, so much stress, so much discord, so much dissatisfaction, so much anger. You know, those are all the things that we say are below the line that the you know in the circle of. Uh, emotional toxicity and emotional toxicity for me is the number one cause of 60 percent of the cause of uh, virtually all people's health problems around previous traumas learned perceptions this emotional toxicity then you are bombarded by this 
crap on social media that this person said that and that person said this and this person yelling about this and that and you know and then somebody says oh well we should love everyone and the next thing i'll do is a war that's going on in israel something that happened to Kevis that happened to Wokey's word gun laws we have people saying oh yeah but you know everybody should have a gun and themselves. So one of the solutions that will see is like, well, just give the teachers guns. Uh, yeah, that that's really teaching the students how to be thankful. So, you know, we live in a great turmoil. So unfortunately we have to find, you know, this place of relaxation and it's really part of self-care. Well, I always, as you know, one of our uh, most important and difficult uh, BTGs is to do something for fun. Well, when you do something for fun, you're supposed to be parasympathetic. If you're doing something for fun that's sympathetic, it's probably not fun. It's probably adding more stress to your life. And it's like, no, do something that doesn't involve your brain and your mind that you drift off. And if it's, you know, right now, it's this beautiful sunny day here. You know, just go out and sit in the sun and, uh, and soak it in. Appreciate the electrons and that photosensitivity that you're getting from, from the sun. Uh, you know, doing that, people say, well, we're off time. Well, uh, if you don't have time for that, fortunately, when are you going to have time? You're going to have time for disease uh, when you get that, say. So, you know, we're really over what quality of life. We're all, we're all about enhancing that. Take some of this stuff off your plate. You're going to realize that everything you're doing isn't so important. You think it's important because you it's for self-esteem or whatever reason that you do it. Uh, yeah, those are important, but... The reality is, you know, 20, you know, as there, as we've talked about with the, uh, Dr. Evans did about, uh, the Samaritan little eight minute video on, on walking uh, titled 23 and a half hours. That's my motto, at least. So 23 and a half hours, do whatever the hell you want, but one half hour, do what you need to do, do what you want to do. That's an everyday thing. That's not just a, what we're talking about here at plans for three or five or seven days. Going along with the time, how many times a year would you recommend somebody um, detox or use a cleanse just in the summer, like every other month during the summer months? Because that's the idea or? Well, the goal is, is that the cleanse is the, is the initiation for you to do something every day. And if you do something every day, your bucket won't show up. If you only do it once a year, your bucket's going to be well flowing and you're going to find that you didn't do long it's like, why do we go on vacation? You know, we go on vacations to try and get away from things. Try and go on vacation every day, at least in your mind. You know, we don't have to physically go somewhere necessarily to go on vacation. In fact, some of the best vacations are called staycations, where you actually don't go anywhere. And but you tell some, you tell somebody that you're gone, which means you can turn your phone off and don't have to do things, and you can you can quiet your mind, be more parasympathetic for a sec. So as you just suggested, uh, you know, take parasympathetic snacks, uh, get, get part of those, you know, on a regular basis. But yes, we, we live a life, you know, we follow the 80, 20 rule, try and do everything that you can 80% of the time and 20% of the time, ah, that's what it is. So we do get into episodes and, uh, weddings and preparing for anniversaries, Christmas holidays. You know, where we stretch the limit a little bit, uh, people will say, so it's that I just need a little boost here. So that would be a perfect time to do something like for three days, to sort of get you 
I've been motivated, uh, we'll say again, to go back to your uh, everyday uh, lens that I think is the most appropriate on some, a mini level, because the more you do, you know, if you do 1%, if you make 1% per month in anything that you do, by the end of the year, you've made a 12% difference. By the end of a decade, you've changed things 100%. That's a whole lot as opposed to waiting until there's a problem. And I say, oh, I should change my life. I should change my diet, per se, which is one of the hardest things for people to do because they're so accustomed to what it is that they do diet-wise. They can't see the forest for the trees. We'll see, how can I possibly change this? Unless they're, you know, stamped with condition X that says, you have to change, said, okay, I'll change. People that go on detoxes typically use food. But if I'm going to go like on a digital detox or emotional detox or whatever, whatever I'm going to choose, what should I expect to feel when I go through one? Because I know like some people get sick. Uh, some people feel like, really bad after like the second day because you're saying like three days or whatever on the second day they feel really crummy what are what are some expectations that i should have if i'm going through a detox or a cleanse well typically as you said the most common one that people do and i suspect people listening to this thought we you know mostly talking kind of thing so if you haven't eaten for 24 hours your brain saying uh excuse me uh wh where's the fuel here what's happening what's you know, how come I'm hungry, uh, per se? And so, of course, what you're doing during this fast is you're drinking water or juice or whatever it is you're doing, and that hopefully will satisfy that particular component. What would you would expect is hopefully some form of discharge uh, that now the body has the opportunity to focus some of its energy on. And so whether you start blowing your nose a lot or uh, you know, you're peeing a lot more, or maybe you end up with even a bout of diarrhea, you know, from just the body you are trying to rapidly eliminate before it, it realizes that things are going to shut down again and you're going to go back to your, your old way of life. Uh, from food, from a blood church, from a blood sugar perspective, some people may get a headache, uh, you know, so you have symptoms. And, you know, the good thing about that, uh, in one way, it is to make the that realize, as we know in biologic or medicine, your symptoms are not your problem. It's literally your body telling you that something's not right. So if you suddenly are you know, having to blow your nose 10 times during this cleanse, what it says is you've got a lot of stuff in there that you don't even realize is in there, and it's always there. Why haven't you been doing your nebulizer regularly to try and break that up to get rid of it, uh, you know, in general? or your muscles are suddenly not as stiff or you, when you get up in the morning you know you don't feel as sore oh my god my lymphatic system is actually doing something more maybe i need to keep focusing on uh, helping that lymph so i don't have so much congestion in my in my musculoskeletal system specifically my joints so the symptoms are varied and many we could probably do a laundry list and any symptom that you could imagine it, it seems to be that most people will associate with being uncomfortable. And of course they think it's the fast doing it. No, the fast isn't doing it. It's your body doing it. Cause it's finally being given the opportunity to clear out something that it couldn't clear out, which is why your brain can think better and your digestion system will work better and your energy will be better, et cetera, et cetera. That brings up a, that's was one of the things I was thinking about is 
last weekend, I did like four hours of self-care, we'll call it it. Um, but it's like I did all this Vegas nurse support. I was doing cold face plunging. I did it with my sauna. And then I went to compression with my legs. And I did some Vegas nerve stimulation. And I did some deep breathing. I did a meditation. I went for a walk. And can I just tell you, the next day, I felt like a million bucks. I woke up. I had zero zero pain in my body and no stiffness whatsoever. I like woke up right out of bed, had a great workout, had like no lymphatic congestion whatsoever. And it was like, okay, I need to do this more often. And so, you know, that was like a, a wake up. I'm like, I don't know if I'll always have four hours of interrupted time, but like that was a really cool wake up call to know that, you know, like I basically, in a way, I gave myself an opportunity to detox my body and I did in a four hour span. But yeah, so in terms of supplementation, because it's the main, like we're basically, we're, we're detoxing or cleansing the liver. That's the main organ we're after, right? And the kidneys, essentially. Right. So are there supplements or are there like herbs or anything like a, uh, other than casserole pack or nebulizing? Like, is there anything in particular that I should nebulize if I'm going to support the liver? Or is there any like herbs or supplements that you would, that you would suggest to support the liver? There are, but the I would suggest if we're doing something, especially if you haven't done this before, that you don't take anything see what your body is capable of doing. And you know, the reason we're taking herbs, the reason we're doing supplements is they say, well, we'll support the process more. Let's see what your body can do on its own. And I think that's something that most people don't appreciate is that we have this amazing body. You know, we have a physical form, but we have a brain and we have all these organs, organ systems that perform functions for 80 years. I mean, think about how many times your heart is going to beat before you, the moment of, you know, five weeks post-conception when your heart is already starting to form until you die 80 years later. And so, you know, we have this particular aspect of it's just an amazing structure that has been created through, through God uh, and the particular aspect of, you know, how we evolve to be such an amazing machine. So yes, you know, people will say, well, if you take, uh, you know, dandelion, do artichoke, uh, you do berberis, those are all great herbs to further support, you know, your liver. But, you know, wouldn't the ideal be to just have your physiology do what it's normally supposed to do and do things which will support that, which, you know, is external, which is why I think personally would prefer people only do uh, the basic treatment guidelines, not take additional things during that to support that. Because if you think you need to do that, what you're trying to do is you're trying to dump, you're trying to empty your bucket too quickly. And if those are the people more likely to experience adverse effects, because if you let the body's own physiology heal you, it won't basically spill the bucket too quickly. It'll do it at the rate which, which the body has the ability to get it out of your system. So that would be the topic and different podcasts that we could do saying, okay, so now that we've done the cleanse, we've got it started. Are there things that you could do on a support basis uh, to just keep supporting the liver, to keep supporting the lymphatic system, to keep supporting the kidney uh, over and above 
the you know the basics of the probiotic, perhaps some vitamin D, some vitamin B, uh, some minerals, which are kind of our everyday nutrients. So I think everybody potentially uh, can benefit from. Uh, but then you can get into the specifics, and maybe a future podcast would be uh, the idea of which a which a half decent regular supplementation quality of the supplements, and uh, if you buy something on. Amazon is it just as good as something you buy at the Whole Foods or something you buy from a personal company? Because uh, quality control, reality, supplements is pretty much everything. Uh, if you could be taking something basically as a bunch of chillers, really has no nutrients in it. Oh, but it was cheap. It only cost me $2. There's probably a reason it cost you $2. Whereas the next one, same thing, well, it's 10 Well, does 10 mean it's better? Well, if it has something in it, it is. And first, there's still some, you know, literally they've done, and they, you know, there was a fiber supplement sold years ago. And when they analyze it, it was sawdust. They literally put sawdust in a pill and sold it as a fiber supplement. Yeah, it's fiber. Yeah, wow. Fiber. So, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that has gone on. And unfortunately, the supplement industry, uh, you know, with over 200, 200 plus companies of making things, pretty much sell anything you want on the internet there's nobody regulating it so that's a whole other topic that uh, we would need to get into a client of mine was asking about glutathione so we kind of went down that rabbit hole <laughs> wow yeah there's a lot of options and a lot of different uh price points and whatnot so yeah cheaper is not necessarily always better especially when you look at the ingredients and whatnot but okay so one more question i have is how do i know if my liver is detoxing you don't you don't you don't uh, the only way you know it's detoxing is you're not having symptoms. You're not getting headaches or you're not getting skin rashes or your your PMS is better. So it's not like, oh, I do that and my, my liver is detoxing. You know, the great thing about the liver, and it's the only organ that would do this, you could cut half the liver out and it'll grow back. It's the only organ that will. That's so cool. Uh, you know, so people who have what we say adenomas, which are cancers, uh, localized cancers, which we talked about last time. So it's not your thing as a localized cancer. But you can cut it out and six months later, the liver will come back. And when they do liver transplants on little kids, you could take an adult liver and cut it into 10 pieces, you know, and put it into 10 different kids because it'll grow to the appropriate size. So that's one organ that you don't have to worry about. You couldn't put a, you know, a, a heart of a of an adult uh, into, uh, you know, a, a newborn because it's just too big, uh, per se, but with the liver, you can make it the right size, uh, so that we'll grow back, uh, per se, you know, the, and, you know, people say, well, you know, I check my liver enzymes. Well, the liver is so important that literally the liver enzymes, so-called liver enzymes, liver function tests are actually a better test, a better word. You need a, over 80% of the liver to be involved before those even change. So you could theoretically survive with 20% healthy liver cells. Fortunately, you know, with cirrhosis and hepatitis and, you know, you have all this fibrosis and scarring, you don't have 20% of it less, which is why they have the consequences of those diseases that end up happening as the liver fails. And so, yes, every organ is important. Life is not compatible without a brain or a heart, but it's also not compatible without your uh, your liver. Funny, last night, it's funny you say that, because last night I was watching this new Netflix show, like Emergency 
New New York City or something. Anyway, lady was going into uh, liver failure, and I didn't realize that basically once it goes into liver failure, it, you can only like you start losing your mind, you can't remember things, and then you basically die within like two days or something. Like you die really really quick once you're in liver failure, so you have to get a new one in there like ASAP because otherwise I didn't realize like it deteriorated that fast. But I mean it that fast in the sense that once you're in liver failure, it took you a long time to get there. But I was like, oh, that was it. I didn't realize that. And then it's funny because this lady, like they asked her some questions, like how many kids do you have and how old are they? And she couldn't remember the ages. So they're like, we need to move fast. So it's fascinating. Liver is really interesting. It's fascinating. It's that major filter. It's super important. Take care of your liver, people. <laughs> people know about liver is if you drink alcohol, it's not good for the liver. That's about the extent. Yet it does over 500. It has over 500 different properties and it does over 500 different tasks what's essential for which is why when it fails you have 500 things that are working and no wonder you deteriorate so rapidly like how could you possibly survive if suddenly 500 of the of the functions don't work so you can't possibly maintain life when you're losing that many functions you know we think of the heart as a function controls blood flow controls blood pressure and puts blood around well, think of that. That's one. The liver is over 500 of these things that it does. Pretty phenomenal. It's a pretty cool organ. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be kinder to my liver. And now, well, then the thing, like we said in the last podcast, is that drinking is a, is definitely a, a risk factor for many, many things from cirrhosis of the liver, but cancer and whatnot. But, you know, how Health Canada right now is only recommending two drinks a week. Alcohol is just not good. It's just not good for you. Thing is, neither is stress, neither is all these other things. So we need to take a look at the bigger picture at the end of the day. That put all the blame on alcohol because it's, you know, the biggest treatment with alcohol is why do you drink it? It's a question. <laughs> it's emotions. What happened to you? Yep. Down to, you need an emotional detox. You need an emotional cleanse. That's what that, how you need to deal with your traumas. Agreed. And, you know, so we won't blame the poor liver because it's doing a hell of a lot of work for us. Let's look at the other components of why we're doing the behaviors that the liver is not so happy with. But just be think, think of people who always amazed when I have a patient who has cirrhosis, say, you know, they're 54 years old. When do you start drinking? Oh, I don't know, 13, 14. Wow, you drank all that for 40 years and only now it's failing? It's like, oh my God, that organ... You know, it's doing so many good things for you. And, you know, it's like unfortunate we're in, in stage now, but, uh, you know, we don't need to be there. The people listening to this podcast are not there, uh, thankfully. <laughs> no. Because they have a little more awareness of uh, what it takes to try and stay at least on the positive side of health. But at the end of the day, give your give your liver a little love today, just as you're listening to this, right? So there's <laughs> so many things. The fact that it does 500 different things. Give your liver some love, right? So just hold your hand there. Just say, thank you, liver. I appreciate you. You're doing awesome. When you just hold your hand, basically on the, just the bottom of your rib cage and onto your, your belly, you know, right under the rib cage there is on the, on the right side is where your liver sits. It's huge. It's big. It's like, and the thing is, is that like one of the assessments that I do is I actually have people just, grab underneath their rib cage 
take a deep inhale in, exhale, and we go right down the rib cage. And then they notice when they get to the you know, last floating rib at the bottom, it's a little tender. And I'm like, hello, say hello to your liver and give that a little love because it's trying to tell you something, right? So when we start using our body and tuning into our body, that's you know a simple way. But just literally putting your hand there and giving a little warmth, the love, it can go a long way. So do you have any other parting thoughts on detoxing or cleansing? I don't know. We, we always cover so much ground, it seems, uh, on these podcasts. So it's like, uh, what's the parting thing? Uh, if you haven't got the picture yet, castor oils, packs are your friend. They really are your friend. Talk to them nicely. As Julie just said, talk to your liver. It's doing you a heck of a lot of good things. They're a good jumpstart if you're that person that's struggling with some you know, inflammation in your body, bloating, whatever. It's a great jumpstart to get you going into doing more parasympathetic snacks, right? I'm I'm gonna like I'm coining it. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> if we're gonna start coining parasympathetic snacks, start doing that and we're gonna help heal lots of parts of your body. So thanks so much for listening. We support, we appreciate your support. If you have any questions or any ideas for a podcast, please send them in to us. Our contact details are in the show notes. And also if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure that you are do subscribe for future podcasts. And in speaking of future podcasts, next podcast we're going to talk about is how to uh, how to prepare for summer. So summer is is right around the corner. And what can we do to prepare for uh, when we go on those summer vacations? And we'll talk a little bit about sunblock and all that wonderful. There's lots of there's a lot of information on sunblock. And any other topics you want to talk about? Any other sneak peeks you want to chat about, Dad, on the next podcast about the summer? No, just wait. We'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll get some ahas, and that's what I, that's what I'm hearing. Whenever there's usually one or two nuggets that you get from our podcast, so you'll get a couple more from our next podcast. So thanks so much. Thank you for the support, and we'll see you on next time. Yeah. We want to remind you that knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. Where knowledge turns to experience. We encourage you to implement the information shared, allowing you to shift your energy from head to heart. If this is your first time listening, we would love for you to subscribe uh, to connect and grow with us in the coming weeks. If you'd like we, what you've been hearing today, we encourage you to go wherever you're listening to leave a review. Tell us what you loved about the episode. Tell us which one was your favorite and share topics you would like us to talk about. And if you're interested in learning more about biological medicine, uh, go to my website, drdixontom.com. And if you'd like to learn more about how to shift your nervous system and heal using movement, I encourage you to visit fitimize.ca to learn more. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.